0: I'm here to talk about female hysteria in literature. Hysteria is a type of mental disorder in which the sufferer has a tendency to hysteria, showing emotional outbursts, susceptibility to suggestion and hallucinations. This kind of person often falls in the stimulation of certain psychology or social factor, appear suddenly transient to mental disorder or sensory disorder. My professor, Dr. Peters, Give me his impression of this word.
1: As as a historian, I I think I probably know a little bit more about that term than is typical, just because initially it was also a code word for um, basically women being a little too emotional or sometimes even sexually active back in the 19th century. Um, And it was used as a means of. Additional
0: patriarchal control. In the 19th century, physicians, who were almost all men, threw together all the physical and psychological symptoms of women on the one word, hysteria. Women and hysteria in the history of mental health mentions that Hippocrates is the first to use the term hysteria. Indeed, he also believes that the cause of this disease lies in the movement of the uterus. It reflects the stereotype that this condition is more common in women symptoms of hysteria include headaches irritability insomnia and other socially unacceptable behaviors at the time such as women's struggle for the right to vote in a male dominated society all female diseases are understood as resistant There is no doubt that this is stigmatization. In literary works, disease is also an image that appears frequently. It is not only a literary rhetoric and narrative mode, but also a carrier of culture. In fact, disease metaphors have always had a tendency to be gendered, which is especially evident in women's writing. Victorian England medical establishment tried to eliminate the pathological symptoms of the female body, often with punitive measures such as rest cure for women. For example, German's short story The Yellow Wallpaper highlights the dilemma faced by many women in the 19th century. Women were seen by doctors as more prone to mental breakdowns because they were physically weak. While those who were creative and ambitious were seen as more at risk, in the story, the hearing is diagnosed with mental breakdown and is forced to undergo ridicule, locked in a room and not allowed to write. In the 19th century, women's writing was indeed seen as an act of madness. Eventually, she begins to hallucinate and go mad. Her hysteria is a declaration of war against the patriarchal social order, and her experience is also a portrayal of the reality. Women's rights have been neglected for a long time, and they can only obtain their spiritual freedom in a self-destructive way under the operation of the patriarchal power that cannot escape. As Foucault said in Critical Series today, all definitions of insanity, crime, and sexual perversion are social constructs by means of which ruling powers maintain their control. Whether in the East or the West, there seems to be a natural connection between women's weak identity and disease, and men realize the subjected identity of the nation-state by establishing the metaphorical relationship between women and disease. In China, there are also many misunderstandings about women's mental illness, and women's health has received less attention. If men can't control a woman's behavior, or if it gets them into trouble, they blame her for having hysteria. In other words, women shouldn't behave like that because it doesn't correspond to men's feelings. Wang Qing cites some examples of female hysteria in novels from Ming and Qing dynasties. She argues that hysteria is more likely in Chinese traditional culture, where women were more clothed than men. Although hysteria is no longer used as a medical term, doctors have cleverly rephrased it. Research showed some cases of misdiagnosis. When a woman describes a series of physical complaints to a doctor, the doctor often concludes, you are just stressed out, and the treatment is simple. Antidepressant. This, re- this reflects the unequal doctor-patient relationship. I have always been someone's daughter, someone's student, but I have never been myself. All I have is me and my illness, said Lin Yi a Taiwan writer who has talked about women's rights and the destigmatization of mental illness in her speech. They think depression is poetic, but I just want to show them how shameful it is. A BBC article also points out the fact that women has higher rates of mood disorders is itself likely one reason that it's so common for women to get a Psychogenic label. In addition, there are some explanations for hysteria because of the deep rooted superstition in the oriental tradition known as possession for by spirit. These patients often develop themselves into witches to cheat people and collect money. On the prejudice against the mental illness, My professor also gave me some social, cultural, and historical perspectives.
1: But it's still something that I think culturally and historically has been, unfortunately, reinforced a little too much.
0: From the perspective of women, it is also of practical significance to study this issue, which can help us pay better attention to women's mental health.
1: You know, especially being at Bernal, which is historically women's college, right? Um, a lot of our focus has been on um, empowering women who, historically, female voices have been marginalized in, uh, in American society and, and a lot of other societies around the globe. It's not discussed as widely as it needs to be, and it really needs to be, and I think that, that one of the things that we need to do is we need to increase our discussion of women's health. In education, not just in programs that are predominantly populated by women, but also in programs where there are male students as well. It's something that the more educated we can be just across the board, um, no matter your, your gender, your ethnicity, your age group, your economic standing, we just need to know more um, and, and about everything.
0: For hysteria, drug treatment can only play an auxiliary role. The most critical is psychological treatment and diffusing. As women, we feel more deeply and have more frequent mood swings. It's normal and natural. We don't need to use medicine to surprise our true nature to please others. In fact, once we learn about our bodies and emotions, we realize that women have a variety of innate abilities to cope with the challenges that arise in our busy and complex lives. Only when the medical community sees the complicity of women's brains and bodies in perspective will women emerge from this vulnerable position.